0: I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first time here, it's really great to have you. Welcome aboard. Now then, when you're first starting out in private practice, it can really feel like there's a never-ending list of things. Well, things to buy really, things to do. But here's the thing. When you're first starting out in private practice, all you really need is to be qualified, to be insured, and if it's required by the country that you're in, to have supervision. But so often we can feel compelled to buy certain things because we think it's what a business needs. And, you know, as such, it's really easy, isn't it, to overspend and that cash could actually probably be invested more wisely because what you're looking for when it comes to spending money on your business is you're looking to get a return on your investment or an ROI. So what does that even mean? What is a return on your investment? Well, if you're not really sure, it means that the money that you're putting into your business isn't just being spent. It's not just an expense. It's not like, you know, you spend it and it's gone. It's You know, when you've got a private practice or a business, it's about investing into your business, expecting to make some money back because of it. And this can be in all sorts of different ways. So for example, a website is an investment. So you invest in a website, you expect to get something back. You invest time into your business and you expect to get something back from the time. So this can be lots and lots of different things. So for example, if you take the Grow Your Private Practice membership, now I have the membership. The grow your private practice this currently costs 35 pounds a month but after following the advice and the direction that we give in the training you can expect to get a return on that money so the money that you pay into the grow your private practice membership isn't just an expense it's an investment for you and your business so an example really is that if you attracted just one new client from what you learn and they attended just six weeks, you know, six sessions, and let's face it, not many people do just come for six weeks, do they? They very often come for more than that. But if they did just come for six weeks, then that would pay for about nine months worth of nine months of membership. And who knows how many people you can attract using the things that you learn, you know, the knowledge that you've learned from being a member. And of course, the beauty of being a member is that you're never alone. There's always a friendly and supportive community right behind you. And that's really invaluable when you're just starting out because it can really feel, it can feel hard. It can feel lonely, can't it? Just knowing where to start, just literally, just knowing where to start can feel overwhelming. Where do you even start? What do you do first and second? So by joining the Grow Your Private Practice membership, you're not just paying out, but you're investing in your future success. And if you do fancy joining, just check out growyourprivatepractice.co.uk or get in touch with me if you've got any questions. I'm quite happy to answer any questions. So yeah, that's kind of the difference between an expense and an investment. So it's important when you're starting off that you're going to be choosing things that are an investment because when you're starting off, the chances are you, you know, not for everyone, of course, but a lot of people don't have a lot of money to play with. And if you're spending a lot of money before you start, you know, making money, before you start getting an income, then that can be, you know, really tricky, can't it? So there are a couple of things that people often do really on and myself included, you know, I'm doing this all with the benefit of hindsight. I certainly wish that I'd waited. So, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to explore two things now, and I'm going to share with you what they are, why it's a good to wait, and also if you have already invested in them, how you can actually make the most of them if you've already got them. And the two things well, it's kind of there's an unwritten law that in business you're going to need a logo. And a business card. So that's what we're going to chat about today: logos and business cards. Now I remember really, really clearly how I felt when I started out in private practice. It was a very much a double-edged sword because I was so proud of myself and I was so excited that I was starting this new and exciting chapter in my life. And I was also really, really scared. In fact, I had all all the fears you can imagine. So I would worry, you know, am I going to be able to actually help people? That was the main one, that real feeling that, you know, people are going to come to me and they're going to need help. Can I actually help them? So there was that. Another one was imposter syndrome. My imposter syndrome was and still is really strong. You know, imposter syndrome is, it's its just a nightmare. And I kind of convinced myself that I'd passed all my qualifications down to pure luck and that under scrutiny, my skills just wouldn't hold up. I mean, have you ever felt like that? It's, It's horrible, but sadly, it's a really common thing to feel. So if you do feel like that, look, you know, it's not, it's really common, but you don't have to put up with it. There are things that you can do to help you to feel a bit better. And also, I'd not even heard of the term imposter syndrome. So I believe that I believed in what my own inner critic was saying to me when I told myself that I wasn't good enough or that I couldn't help people or that no one would pay and that I'd be uncovered a fraud and fail and and be humiliated and all of those things. Really not a nice place. So this is the reason that I did what I thought that a legit business did. I got myself a logo, and I got myself business cards, and they made me feel like a grown-up with a serious business. Now, for me, these two things, a logo and business cards, they kind of go under the same heading, because they're both things that aren't actually necessary for most people, especially when they're starting out. So, you know, why is that? Why is it not really something that that you need to do. And I know that it is obvious. It is very often the thing that people sort of do like right out of the gate. The first reason really for me, in my opinion, at least, I don't think that it's money well spent, at least not when starting out. I mean, I would highly recommend that you don't get a a logo designed by a designer when you're first starting out. It can cost hundreds of pounds. And business cards, you know, sometimes they can be, you know, quite expensive. I believe that your money is far better spent on something like some training, training in marketing or a new website or, you know, even a really good quality seat so that you, because you're going to be sitting a lot, aren't you, as a counsellor? get yourself a really good quality seat. So there are other things that you can invest your money on that's going to be far better spent. So, and yes, you'll see that far higher return on your investment. Now, This was something I was really excited about when I first started out. It was like having a logo, like I say, having a logo almost meant like my business was real and it made me feel like a grown-up. So, I had my very first logo designed for me, actually, and I got really caught up in the in the excitement and deciding on exactly what colors that I wanted and tweaking the style. And do you know what? When I think back to it, I think I must have been a total nightmare to work with. In fact, I know I was. I must have been because i would I would want everything tweaking. I've got this weird perfectionism where, My perfectionism isn't the big things, it's the little tiny things that don't matter. So it was, yeah, I would spend ages on it. And it wasn't cheap. I mean, I can't remember exactly how much it cost, but I was a single parent at that time. So my single parent brain would certainly wince, that's for sure. It really, yeah, it was a considered purchase. That's that's for sure. So if you haven't started to make an income yet, this is some, these are things that can probably wait for a while. But here's the thing, really. I have to question, really, how important are they now? And I would say that probably they're not as important as we think they are. Now, I started my practice in 2005 and things were certainly a lot different then. I mean, back then we used a lot more actual paperwork and we had to print everything, which was a nightmare because obviously printers never work, do they? So we would have printed letters over emails and you would have the logo on a letterhead because it looked smart it looked professional but like I say that was a long time ago and things really have changed I mean how often do we send letters by snail mail now I mean I literally can't remember the last time I mean how about you think back when was the last time you actually sent a handwritten letter and posted it the only time I really send things posted now is if there's a form that I've had to complete and send back So when I started my next couple of businesses and I used the knowledge that I had of issues around food, which at that time was my niche, to start a blog and I started a business that was called Friends with Food. And then after that, I started JaneTravis.com, which you can still find, it's still got all the blogs on there. And that was all about self-care for people pleasers. And then, you know, I started the business that I'm doing now, which is obviously helping counsellors with their marketing. And I designed all those logos using just Canva.com. And if you don't know what Canva.com is, it's a really brilliant designer. And you can have a free account on there or paid and you can make your own logo on there. So basically, I bought my first logo. It cost a lot. There's no way I could have afforded to keep making logos every time, every time I wanted one. So I learned how to just make them myself. I just used a really simple text based design. So on janetravis.com again, you can go and have a look. It's just, just says Jane Travis, and it's kind of got like a symbol, like little corners around it. And, and that's what I did. And that was absolutely fine because, you know, let's face it, who even notices a logo these days? I don't, I don't really look at them. Eventually a couple of years later, I kind of did a a branding update and I updated my logo. But if you look at my logo now, it's still just a simple text-based design. So, you know, basically you don't have to have a logo. Don't worry about it. You can do without and you can make something really simple just using your name or your business name in a nice font. You can always invest in something further down the line if you choose to when you've started getting an income from this business. And when you start out, when you're first starting out, let's face it, you're likely to just be happy to have any new clients. You know, you're kind of happy with anybody that comes through the door. But one of the biggest ways to stand out and attract more clients is by niching. So getting clear on what you love working with is going to be really helpful when it comes to marketing. Now, I have done a podcast about this. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but I will link to that below. And so you can go and have a listen to that all about um, all about niching but once you know your niche and once you become clear on your niche it then becomes so much easier for like everything because you can start to make your branding all about how to attract those people and you can attract them by both what you say how you say it and how you look so the colors the fonts the images that you use those are all going to help to add towards attracting the right people but the truth is, it can take a little bit of time to get to that point, which is why I highly recommend that you don't spend a whole lot of money on too much to do with branding when first starting out. I mean, I know at my cost that I've invested in business cards or logos early on before I've settled into exactly what it is that I do and what it is that I want. And I've thought that something's been fantastic. You know, I've thought, well, that's you know, it's the bee's knees but in six months time, it might just not be right. You know, that design that you really loved might just simply just not fit anymore. So I would suggest just, just wait a little while, be patient until you get a better feel for yourself and your business and your potential clients. And at that point, if it feels right, then you can make that investment. And the other thing is, I mean, we've talked a little bit about a return on on investment, And, you know, the truth is that having a nice logo or business cards are unlikely to really make your whole load of money back because let's face it, no one really makes a decision about coming to counselling and who they're going to choose based on the strength of the logo or the business cards that you you have. So my expensive logo and my drawer full of business cards were just things that I spent my money on. And it was so therefore it's just an expense. It wasn't like, An investment, I just spent the money and that's it, it was gone. Now it is an expense. You can use it as an expense on your tax return, but basically it's money spent that's not really helping you particularly to get any money back. And when you think about it, I was thinking about this when I was putting this together. When was the last time you were actually given a business card that you kept? Now, the last or or given one anyway. Now, the last one I remember getting was from a builder that came to give me a quote on some doing some work on my roof. And that was great because obviously I've got the business card and I can can keep it and it reminds me who they were. And if anybody asks if they need, you know, if if they know anybody that can help with roofs, I can give them one of the business cards because they did give me a couple. But as a counsellor, we don't really use them very often. The only time I make sure that I have, you know, business cards on me these days is if I go networking. So if you do in-person networking, I would say, yes, you do need them. But with the internet, social media, with phones, often people connect with the people in other ways now. And there's something else to be aware of, and something that I now understand that I was doing, and I didn't at the time, is that I was procrasti-branding. <laughs> yes, what's that? I would spend many, many hours. And honestly, I dread to think how long, frankly, messing about with colours and fonts and designing things, and frankly, faffing around with branding activities that very often I didn't even use them afterwards. So I got business cards made, I had postcards made, I had leaflets printed, I even had some pens made, all with a view to getting myself out there in the local community. But that actually meant going out to the shops and the offices. And the truth is, That terrified me. So faffing around and making pretty pictures was something that, you know, I told myself I was busy. I was caught up in that busy work, you know, that busy, busy, busy stuff that's not actually achieving anything to move my practice forward. Have you ever done that? We all do it, but you know, it's easily done, but it's worth really trying to be aware of it. Now, I first heard the term Procrasti Branding from Denise Duffield Thomas. She's a Money Mindset mentor and she said it. And when she said it, it made me laugh. And then I totally recognised myself and I thought, oh my God, I do that all the time. And I, I'm still a bit prone to doing a little bit too much faffing about on camera, if I'm honest. But what I did do once I really thought about it, really, you know, really. But what I did do was I did eventually get out there locally and I did do the things that I'm going to suggest some things later, and I did actually do those things. But look, I completely understand the fear that you might have around it. But you know, I always say, feel the fear and do it anyway. Action is the antidote to fear. So when we're scared of doing something and we put it off, the best thing to do is just go and do it, because you'll find that chances are, It's just not that scary when you actually do it. And who knows, you might even enjoy it. There's something quite nice about going out with some leaflets or a poster to different places and just chatting to people. You know, it might be something you really enjoy. So, look, when you first start out, I completely understand that there's a draw to design logos and to make business cards. I'd say, look, just hang fire because... I'm not really saying that you shouldn't have a logo or that you shouldn't have business cards. But what I am saying is when you're starting out, please don't spend a lot of time and money and effort on them. Now, you can use somewhere like Moo.com to get like a smaller number of cards made. So when I got my cards made, I just thought, right, it's cheaper to have loads done. So I got loads done. And I ended up with, I mean, literally I'm gonna say hundreds, but it was probably thousands. I had different types of business cards, I had different types of postcards, and letter, I mean, you name it, I had it. So, you know, I had I had loads and loads of done. Uh, loads of them done but these days you can go somewhere like Moo and I know there are lots of other places and you can get business cards made up where you can maybe just get 50 or like I say you can make a free logo via Canva just use your name or your business name a nice font and there you have it. So what if you already have some business cards or if you already have a logo how can you make the most of them? Okay so Like I say, I have had lots of them and this is the trap to fall into. You end up getting loads, then don't use them. So if you do have business cards gathering dust in a drawer or leaflets or anything like that, then let's have a look at how to take those cute little business cards and make them work for you to grow your private practice. And I'll also look at how you can make the most of using your logo if you've got a logo as well. So I'll start with eight tips that you can use to make your business cards work for you get them busy working the first thing is I would say and this is something I always used to do I kept a bag in my car like a specific bag in my car that contained things like posters leaflets business cards I also had some sellotape I had some drawing pins some blue tack and then whenever I was out and I saw a place where I could look, put a poster or a leaflet or a card, you've actually got everything to hand because you know what it's like. You might go past a notice board and think, oh, my God, I could have put something there. So if you always have it with you there in your car, you can just flip back to your car and the other thing is to always keep cards in your bag so if you do have them it's not going to do you any good having them home in a drawer so keep some in your bag and then you know you you just don't know when you might need them so yeah and give them to people and remember to actually actually do that actually give them to people so if somebody says oh by the way what do you do say oh i'm a counselor and actually give them a card oh actually i've got a card here here it is and give it to them now, of course, a great way to use them is in any networking or training event. So if you go networking, yes, you'll use them there. But equally, if you go training somewhere, if you go and do, you know, any sort of training things, you can you can network with other counsellors or any other people that aren't counsellors at that training event. So give them out to places like that. And when you do exchange cards, so if you give them a card and they give you one back, I would say always follow it up with an email to say, hey, it was really nice to meet you. Or have a look for them on LinkedIn and connect with them on LinkedIn and say again, hey, it was really nice to meet you. You know, let's let's connect. This way they're going to remember you and it's going to help you to start up a, a, like a business relationship with them. So we're not necessarily talking about clients here. I don't think it's appropriate to follow up with a client. So if, if you meet someone who's a potential client, I wouldn't say, hey, here's a business card and then follow them up on LinkedIn. I think that's completely inappropriate. But if it's somebody else that's not going to be a client, if it's somebody that could be a a good business contact, remember, this is about building relationships, not selling you services. So connect with them and start building those relationships. If you do this, not only are you going to grow your networking circle and build some business friendships and relationships, you're also going to get more referrals. Remember, it's a long game that we play. Consistency is key. So the more people that know you, have met you, and think, oh, they're nice, the more likely, if they know somebody that needs counselling, that they're going to say, actually, I know somebody. Here are their details. So it's great for the long-term referrals. Now, another thing that you can do is you can leave your business cards almost anywhere. But a caveat here here is please do it with permission. So you need to just ask for permission. So places that you can do this is the local supermarket might often have a notice board. um, Doctors, now some doctors will let you leave something. A lot of doctors won't, but you don't know unless you ask. So go and ask them funeral directors are sometimes a good choice hairdressers sometimes hairdressers will put them out on there oh, i don't know what you've got the little plat, the little bit that you've got in front of you when you start having your hair done you've got the mirror and there's a little ledge sometimes they'll they'll put it there or near where the till is you know they'll leave it there you can often on a shop notice board in a community center really there are loads of places like I say ask for permission now some people will give permission and some people won't sometimes they'll ask you to pay a little bit of a fee again if it's not very much then I would say do it but if it's like you know use your own judgment there I wouldn't pay a huge amount for it but I found that you know it's always worth asking if they say no don't take it personally but it's always worth asking think outside of the box and get those little cards working for you as much as you can. And something else I used to do is I would always make sure that each client had a business a business card at their first appointment. And then, you know, you could use the back of the business card to write changes on or planned annual leave or anything like that if you want to. In fact, what I used to do very often is I'd give them two business cards. I'd say, here's a business card, here's a card for you to remind you of the number. And there's another one there for if ever you've got a friend that's struggling and just give them one for their friend. And while we're talking about friends, you know, get your friends working for you, get your friends and family to put things up for you on their works notice board or their coffee area at work. They can put up like, give them your business cards, you you know, if you've got any leaflets, you know, get them to, to put those up. And something you could do if you wanted to, you could deliver, some, uh, deliver one to all the houses within walking distance of your of your house or your practice I know that's not something that, that's not something I used to enjoy doing and really to do that to make it really work you probably have to put a lot out but again it's something you can do on a Sunday afternoon take the dog out and just put a few through letterboxes Sunday afternoon is really the best time because they're not getting anything else through the letterbox and if they hear the letterbox go chances are they're going to have a look what it is and they're more likely to see it. So, have a think about how you can use your business cards as a marketing tool to get some of that really important return on investment from them. And here are some ideas to use your logo as well. So, make sure that you add your logo to your email signature, along with a link to your website if you have one, or to your social media channel so that people can connect with you. Or if you have a welcome pack for new clients, but make sure that your logo's on, you know, any welcome information that you have for them or that it's on your invoices or that it's on your receipts. So, you know, just make it something that is showing on everything. So that's, you know, logos do look professional. So if you have one, make sure that you're using it and you're getting the benefit of it. And also on any worksheets that you might give out. I mean, I know some counsellors might give out some worksheets or some, you know, some information sheets or anything like that. If you do, make sure that you put your logo on it as well. And I'd also say, make sure that you put your URL if you have one. So that's the um, website address at the bottom. Because if if somebody comes to you and you give them a worksheet, there's a chance at some point they might, you know, share it with a friend. You know, they might say, oh, well, if you're struggling with that, this is something my counsellor showed me. And if it's got your logo on it, if it's got your URL on it, somebody might see that and then, you know, make a mental note that you're there and that you can help. You know, these are things that are playing the long game. And, and that's a point, really. It's about realistic expectations. So the results of marketing can be very cumulative. So often it's the result of doing several or many different things that all add up to make a difference. So please keep this in mind. If you go out and deliver some, some cards or posters in your local area, Don't be disheartened if you don't find your phone's not ringing off the wall and your diary's not stuffed full as a result. It doesn't mean that it's not worked and it doesn't mean that you failed. But it's important to remember that going to counselling is a process. Take a listen right back to episode two where I talk about the client's journey into therapy and I talk about, you know, the different way people get into therapy very rarely do people just think oh do you know what I need a little bit of therapy and then they go and get it you know it just doesn't work that way it often is really a process so you just never know who sees what you're sharing it could just be setting a seed for someone who might not come to you for months possibly even longer I always try to remind myself that being in private practice is a marathon not a sprint okay so we've looked at two ways to save money when you're starting out. We've explored why we often feel compelled to get business cards and to get a logo when we're first starting out. We've looked at the difference between an expense and and an investment when it comes to business. We've looked at how these things can cost you a lot and it might not be something you want to pay out for if you haven't yet started receiving an income. And we've looked at how there's a possibility that, look, they're just maybe not that important anymore. And we've also looked at how easy it is to get caught up in Procrasti branding. Hands up, that for me. I, I do that quite a lot. And we've looked at how they don't always bring in a return on that investment. I've also shared with you some tips to make the most of your business cards if you've already got them and some tips on how to make the most of your logo if you've already got a logo so I do hope that you found this episode useful and that it's going to be something that helps you to save a little bit of money when you're starting out or if you've already spent some money on getting these things you can then start to make them work for you a bit more now to make sure that you don't miss out on any future episodes I produce these weekly be sure to click the subscribe button so the new episodes come up to you automatically and you're not going to miss out And remember, help is always only a click away. Just visit growyourprivatepractice.co.uk and come and join us. You know, we've got a lovely community. It's very supportive. And if you're struggling on what to do first, what to do next, I'm there to help take away some of that overwhelm. Have a fantastic week and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care.